Quarantine hotels are projecting a devastating drop in business after Spring Festival, when the flow of returning Taiwanese travelers will dry up. At one major hotel chain, rooms are only 20 percent booked for the end of February. Operators say since they can't accept regular bookings, they're exploring ways to stay solvent, such as by suspending underutilized properties or selling packages to government agencies. Earlier this month, many quarantine hotels were booked to capacity, but with the ebb of the air travel rush, hotel bookings are dropping fast. For the end of February, only about 20% of rooms are booked. We will use the time to make some improvements to the maintenance and disinfection. We will also arrange for our employees to go on vacation during this period. If the situation doesn't improve, Forte Hotel Group says it may temporarily close one of its properties in March to cut operating costs. The Imperial Hotel, which has 150 quarantine rooms, says occupancy is projected to fall 30 or 40 percent after Spring Festival. The hotel says it will need to develop new markets for survival. For example, cooperating with foreign companies, schools or government agencies to offer accommodation packages. At the end of the day, every business has to leverage its strengths to find customers. The Taipei Hotel Association says that smaller quarantine hotels could go bankrupt if they don't start accepting regular guests after Spring Festival. But according to Taipei government data, some quarantine hotels are still 70 percent booked up after Spring Festival. So far, there are no hotels that have left the quarantine hotel program due to financial difficulties. According to our data, after the Lunar New Year, there are still quarantine hotels with high occupancy. Those include hotels that cater to business travelers, to migrant workers, and those with lower price ranges. It is true that for a small number of quarantine hotels that cater to returning Taiwanese, bookings have fallen to 10%. We will continue monitoring supply and demand so that hotel rooms can be utilized the most effectively. Ahead of the Lunar New Year, many hotels signed on to become quarantine hotels to capitalize on the travel rush. Now that their customer base is shrinking, the transport minister says the government will reevaluate the market to ensure the best use of resources. Broadcasting Corporation of China Chairman Zhao Shaokang announced Monday that he will run for president in 2024. He said he'll campaign on a platform achieving cross-strait peace, resolving the partisan gridlock, and making Taiwan great again. Chao restored his membership in the KMT earlier this month and intends to first run for party chairman. He also plans to secure the KMT's nomination as presidential candidate by winning the party primary. Chao said he's already begun recruiting his campaign team and that the first plank of his platform will be his cross-strait policy. Taiwan stocks surged by 3,683 points in the year of the rat, gaining some 13.65 trillion NT in value. President Tsai said that in the coming year of the ox, Taiwan's positioning as integral to the global supply chain could keep stocks on an upward trajectory. The rumble of the drums concludes the year of the rat for the Taiwan Stock Exchange. After Spring Festival, the TWSE will reopen for the year of the ox and for what investors hope will be a bull market. Since the start of the year, Taiwan stocks have had strong momentum, with the average daily trading volume exceeding 300 billion NT. This has been a win-win-win situation for investors, for companies and for the Treasury. 
Even before the arrival of the Year of the Ox, we can say with certainty that the bull market is already here. For the first time, President Tsai visited the TWSC to wish investors a happy Lunar New Year. Over the past year, Taiwan's market set new records in both gains and volume. It rose 30% by 3,683 points, or about 13.65 trillion NT in value. Some 1.32 million people opened new accounts, setting a record high and fueling Taiwan's trading boom. Uh, in the past year, under the leadership of the president, Taiwan's performance in epidemic prevention and economic growth has received international attention and the capital market has thrived. In the eyes of the Taiwanese people, the ox is an animal characterized by stability and diligence. In terms of the capital market, it is also a symbol of prosperity. On closing day, the value of the market as a whole, including OTC listings, reached 5.2 trillion NT. This is a record high. In a speech at the TWSE, President Tsai said she's working hard to ensure Taiwan's key position in the global supply chain by strengthening four core industries, high-end manufacturing, high-tech R&D, advanced chip manufacturing processes, and green energy. Tsai said she's asked the FSC and the TWSE to take steps to support a robust capital market in the year of the ox. The beautiful island country of St. Lucia is one of Taiwan's few remaining diplomatic allies. Even as China lures away other longtime friends, St. Lucia is still standing behind Taiwan. Formosa News reporter Stephanie Yang meets up with the country's ambassador who talks about what makes Taiwan and St. Lucia's relationship so strong. It's simple sometimes. I, I won't say that I do it often. St. Lucia Ambassador Edwin Laurent makes his way up the mountain. He's an avid hiker hiking the trails two to three times a week. On this day, he's hiking up the stairs to get to the famous Huiji Temple. So everything is satisfied. He's got his big stomach. Yeah, so he's full. Along the way, there are many statues that he wants to know about. Edwin has been living in Taiwan for about two years, and he's always finding new ways to immerse himself in the culture and learn more about Taiwan. Uh, try to take short breaks to other cities, and, and I find that quite attractive. Uh, it's so, so fascinating, and there is so this this country is so beautiful. I, I would never have imagined that there was so much to see here. One of the things I like doing is walk, walking up a mountain close to me, it's Yan Min Shan. As he enters the temple, he passes by an area where visitors toss divination blocks. He's eager to give it a try. He's pleased when his blocks land with one up and one down, which means yes. What questions did he ask? Would we be continuing to be on good terms um, with, with Taiwan? And yeah, so the answer is yes. Ambassador Laurent assumed his post in 2018. As ambassador, he hopes to strengthen bilateral ties in trade and investment, most specifically in the banana sector. He also wants to deepen the two sides' people-to-people -people ties. We're very appreciative of the support that, that Taiwan has given us in, in revitalizing our, our banana. Uh, sector, you know, you, you've got some very uh, good, very good technology. For St. Lucia, it's not just about the government, it's also about the people. The people in St. Lucia are very familiar with Taiwan.
Saint Lucia broke ties with Taiwan in 1997 and restored the diplomatic relationship in 2007. Lauren said Saint Lucia stands with Taiwan on the basis of their common values. See, because it's it's about values. What Taiwan stands for is what we stand for. You stand for for democracy, respect, and that is what that is why we support uh, support Taiwan. It's not it's not because we we're not against China, but we are we are on your side because the, we, the relationship is one that by helping you, we are helping to ensure that the world is in keeping with more in keeping with what we believe in as saint lucia's ambassador to taiwan lauren aims to build a strong and sustainable relationship between the two countries washer saint lucia darsha edwin laurenta sine qualier formosa news stephanie yang Han in taipei Taiwan's first recipient of a heart transplant celebrated today exactly 30 years since that life-saving operation. Now 53, Li Ying received the transplant after getting a diagnosis of a fatal heart problem. The surgeon who carried out the operation, Professor Wei Zheng, is now considered one of the world's leading authorities in the field. A giant strawberry top cake has rolled out to the surprise and delight of Li Xiaoying. I actually encourage people who are sick. Sometimes I go and say to sick people, don't think like, I'm sick. You are sick, but if you keep thinking that, you won't be able to fight off the disease. You have to regulate your attitude properly. Reflecting on the last 30 years brings tears to Lee's eyes. Aged just 23, she developed a serious heart problem, cardiomyopathy, and needed a heart transplant to survive. The surgery was a success. That was now 30 years ago. In the last three decades, she's developed cancer twice. But she is now Asia's longest surviving beneficiary of a heart transplant and is catching up on the world record. Every year, we have about 100 hearts. The number of people waiting for a donor is at least five or ten times that number. Sometimes it depends on their luck. It's hard to say how long they each wait on average. Sometimes patients leave us before a donor arrives. Taiwan's first heart transplant was carried out in 1987. By 2018, there had been 1,087 heart transplants nationally, about half of which took place at Zhengxing General Hospital. Beneficiaries range in age from just two years old to 75. The survival rate after five years is about 70 percent. After 10 years, it's about 50 percent. It's lower after 20 years, about 30 percent more or less. At Zhengxing, our situation with patients waiting for a heart transplant or our donor levels is pretty bad. But overall, it is still better than in other places. Zhengxin's head, Professor Wei Zheng, completed the first heart transplant in Asia. Now aged 71, he's considered a world authority on cardiology. He still carries out operations, wishing to give as many patients as possible the chance of a new life. You may have noticed that these days there's a new way to pay in Taipei. Working with the city government, a travel booking startup has introduced a feature called App Clips at three major attractions, Maokong Gondola, Taipei Children's Amusement Park, and Taipei Arena Iceland. Just tap your phone on an NFC sticker at the attraction and you can purchase admission on the spot using Apple Pay.
The roller coaster or the big drop, which is your favorite? Taipei Children's Amusement Park is not just beloved by kids. Once you had to fish out cash for an easy card to pay, but now there's a new way. Tap the image with your phone, and in a matter of seconds, a screen pops up to let you choose your tickets and dates. Then pay using Apple Pay. In 30 seconds, you'll get a QR code that you can use as your admission ticket. Harnessing NFC technology, this tap-to-pay system saves you time waiting in line at the ticket office. The system is now online at Malcong Gondola, Taipei Children's Amusement Park, and Taipei Arena Iceland. You can also book tickets for these attractions at 1,000 sites around the capital, in metro carriages, at stations, and on posters around the venues. But because the features use the Apple product App Clips, iPhone users will find it most convenient. Android phones take a bit more effort. I think it's great. You don't have to download anything. You only come here occasionally, so downloading a whole app, especially, would be a bit annoying. Not everyone likes Apple. If you let Android download it too, then everyone could use it. Depending on the results of this project, we may decide to roll it out at all our venues if it makes ticket buying safer, quicker, and easier for the public. Taipei Metro says it could even enable mobile payments for the metro system itself. Burger King recently introduced App Clips too, allowing customers to order and pay for food digitally at their table. The contactless trend is racing ahead in post-pandemic times. As the COVID-19 pandemic raises, rages, face masks are sweeping the globe. Face mask producer CSD in Zhanghua has teamed up with Kingston Technology to hold a mask designing competition for designers in the Asia Pacific region. The two-month-long event received 3,100 entries from 10 countries, including Japan, Malaysia, and Taiwan. The heated competition resulted in 10 finalists, including three from Taiwan. The best design award will be announced on February 9th. The Formosan rock macaque is one of Taiwan's beloved monkey species, but at National Sun Yat-sen University, their antiques sometimes cause a bit of a kerfuffle. Recently, staff and students were shocked and amused by a photo of a monkey sitting at a professor's desk. The university's vice dean said he thought at first the creature was researching the pandemic. Macaques run riot across National Sun Yat-sen University. This has long been a part of daily life for students and faculty here, but this photo is out of the ordinary: a monkey sitting at the desk of a professor, putting on a good show of being hard at work. It looks like a person sitting there working. We all said, like, get him to come and do a work-study program, then we can be free. Or get him to come and do the registers and teach us. We think the door was not closed when a colleague left the room, so the monkey could come in and sit at his seat. I wondered whether perhaps he was reading a report about COVID-19. In fact, he was searching the drawers for something to eat. The incredible photo whipped up a storm on campus when it came out. Online, it sparked this meme with captions pasted on top. This photo of another monkey drinking from a handshaken drink also tickled viewers. I was carrying a soy milk, and maybe there was an egg pancake in there. And then, like, I realized I had fallen on the floor, but I didn't know why. And then, like, you turn around and realize it was a monkey. 
National Sun Yat-sen University is a habitat for wild animals. It is near the sea and the mountains, so it has always been an area where Taiwanese macaques will live. They're like children. If you haven't locked a window or a door, then just because it has nothing else to do, it will walk in and take a look around. To protect staff and student safety and ensure their food isn't stolen, the university has introduced monkey-proof window screens and locks that can't be opened from outside. But not all the classrooms have the inventions installed. Thankfully, this time, the macaque stint as a professor has brought a good laugh to the community.